Well, this is a huge episode. I had to bring in a few people to help me talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. It's coming out in theaters officially today. Well, if you're listening to it the day it comes out, then it's coming out in theaters officially today. But before we get to it, because we have a lot of things to talk about in this in this podcast episode, just have to get the, you know, the housekeeping stuff out the way. Please be sure to follow me on my Instagram page at the Movie Bugle. You can also follow me on my Twitter page at the Movie Bugle. And the Movie Bugle is available all over the internet. So I'm on Apple Podcasts, I'm on Google Podcasts, I'm on Spotify, I'm on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, sorry, and uh, tune in. So be sure to tell your friends, tell your family. Um, if you go to my Instagram page, you can click on the link in my bio and it will bring you to like my little page that I have set up where you can support the Movie Bugle podcast. You can you know, find all the different links to all the different channels on there. But once again, thank you again for tuning in and let's go ahead and get started. All right, everyone. Just like I mentioned before, I have two very special guests with me on this special episode. You know, this is about Spider-Man, so I couldn't do it alone. I had to bring in some uh, other heroes to help me uh, defight this, not defight. Yeah, no, defight this whole thing together. So I have Oscar rejoining back to me. What's up, Oscar? Hello, hello. And then also have my good friend, you know, the, you know, he, he does some stuff with me in the past and everything like that, but he's making his movie bugle debut. I have Mr. Drew Brown. What's up, Drew? What's up? What's up? Guys for uh, joining me on this episode. So this is a big one. You know, the Spider-Man No Way Home comes out today. So we wanted to come together and just talk about everything that's leading up to this movie don't worry we're not going to get into any spoilers or anything like that but if you are just confused about what's happening in this movie the series of events that led up to this movie we're just going to talk about it and dissect it the way you can go into this movie and have somewhat of a knowledge as to what's happening i guess because this this is going to be a lot it's going to be a lot in this movie so first off are you guys excited for Spider-Man No Way Home? What do you guys think? Like, are you guys excited? Like, what's going on? What's going through your head right now? I mean, as you have famously put in my head, is water wet, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is water wet? Because I don't know. <laughs> I'm not excited about this movie at all. Oh, gosh. I have gosh, no desire go. to see Morning for digital. I'm not even going to see a day one. I'm going to see a day 75. Right. But Matinee. <laughs> I haven't watched the trailer 33,000 times. We didn't watch it at work a million times. I haven't loaded it up on my phone, laptop, TV. It's fine. No. no Wait, what is Spider-Man? Is that, is, that, is, that, is that what we're talking about? Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I think there's supposed to be a movie coming. I, I don't know. I just heard about a movie. I'm just going to go to the theater tonight and see if there's anything happening. I don't know. Like he wears purple, right? Like, <laughs> Wait, who wears? That's the Prowler. That's Hot Guy too. It is Hot Guy. Oh, shout out to Hot Guy! If you haven't watched Hot Guy yet on Disney Plus, make sure you check it out. But anyways, uh, so we're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, and there's a lot. So before we get into just you know Spider-Man the movies, you know, just want to talk about the MCU as a whole. You know, Spider-Man is a character that, that belongs to Sony. Uh, just from a technical standpoint and you know you've had some Spider-Man movies that's come out throughout the years Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire then you had Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield well in, in conjunction you had like these Marvel movies that was completely separate and we all know in the comics you know Spider-Man swings in and out of New York and he you know he talks to the Fantastic Four he talks to Iron Man he talks to all these different people but in the movies there was no Spider-Man um, and then he's made his first appearance in the MCU in Captain America Civil War in 2016. So we're going to start there. We're going to that's where Spider-Man's journey and our storyline begins. So let's talk about how did you guys feel when you guys found out that Spider-Man was actually going to be officially joining the MCU with Captain America Civil War? How did you think, Oscar? Uh, I was really, really excited. Um I think just from the the tease, was it the second trailer that they finally showed him or the first? I think it was the second. It was the second. Yeah, just seeing that and kind of knowing, I mean, like I knew Sony was like, you know, the ones handling Spider-Man movies. To, and so for them to be like, yeah, go ahead and use him. And he's now in the MCU. I knew that was going to be a, like a major thing. So I was really excited to kind of just to see Spider-Man. He's my favorite Marvel character. So now I'm like I have a character that I can follow in the MCU, so it was it was a good day that trailer came out. <laughs> now, Drew, when you saw you know Spider Man do his little 
thwip and grab Captain America's shield in the trailer for Captain America Civil War, what went through your mind? Do you remember that moment? Uh, so I'm gonna so I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna say that I'm a big MCU stan. I, I, I it's funny I didn't realize how big I was till I was going through my Facebook, and I went to the midnight release of The Incredible Hulk way back. 2008 2008 or 2009 and so you know it was always a big deal for me and like you said you never got really got spider-man and we always knew like the you know the x-men and the mutants couldn't cross over at the time um but to see him in there and see him looking the way that he looked was really 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 exciting I had known that they were cast, they had, they had casted Tom Holland, but I didn't know who Tom Holland was. Like, I didn't know. I was like, oh, okay. It's a white kid. I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Peter Parker, whatever. But to see him do the, the little flip with the shield, I was like, oh, okay. They're not playing games here. Like, this is it. Like, this is really happening. And it, yeah, man, it's, it's, Civil War is one of, and, and realistically, Civil War is one of my favorite Marvel movies. It's not number one. It's not, it's not Winter Soldier. But it's oh here we go. It's <laughs> but his character was a relatively organic inclusion, the same way they brought in Ant Man, where they didn't over explain it, they didn't do all this extra stuff. It's like, hey, I need help, and I know you can help. It, it, it was beautiful. It's beautiful. Like I love it. So yeah. Captain America: Civil War at, at the time was my favorite, and it's still I wouldn't say easily top five. Um, I remember just looking at his costume and like seeing his eyes like being animated, like it's squinted yes. and everything. And I was yeah. just like, oh, okay. So we're actually going like how it was in the cartoons and stuff. And just seeing like, you know, they they talked about very, very briefly, you know, you know, I got these I got these powers six months ago, everything like that. And we had mm-hmm. already seen Peter Parker's origin in movies twice. Yeah. So it was kind of like, well, we don't need to see it again. We don't need to have him go through that tragic again. So let's skip past that. He's already been doing his, you know, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man thing, you know, around queens or around new york or whatever and you know so it was just nice to see him interact and also it was a dynamic thing because peter parker was young he's still in high school and then he's going against all of like these adults and you know very old superheroes very not all of them they're not old like they weren't old like you know like like wrinkly can barely walk old but we're talking like Iron Man was like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's 49 years old. Like he's not and Peter Parker is definitely like like 16. 16. About, yeah. about, to go to, about to go to homecoming and like prom. <laughs> so right? Like, well, to be fair, Vision's only a year old. So, you know. Yeah, that is true. Vision actually was a year old at that point. He's, yeah. he's a little baby. <laughs> he's a baby. He's a baby. <laughs> but yeah, no. So Spider-Man showed up in Captain America Civil War. You know, then after that, he went back home and fought the vulture while he was going on a class trip. That also happened in 2016. So basically, you know, right after the Captain America Civil War movie, you know, Iron Man was like, You're done. He went back home. He was like, wait for my instructions, went back do this whole class like you know class trip thing waiting for stuff and he's causing mischief around you know new york because he has this new spider-man suit and he's all super excited now um he fights vulture we learn vulture gets you know his costume from you know i guess the the what was it the jatari yeah, he makes it out of yeah. He he makes it, you know. So I guess the they they were scav not well, not scavages, but they were hired to clean up the messes. But I think Stark Industries or someone bought that company out and laid them all off. So yeah. they were like, okay, well, we're gonna develop our own stuff and we're gonna sell it on the black market, and that's how Vulture, you know, became a thing. And we find out in that and movie, Shocker too, right? Shocker, Shocker, yeah, Shocker got his weapon in there as well. And then yeah. we also get, you know, a very very brief nod to Miles Morales because of um childish gambino you know you know character his name is donald glover in that movie oh he oh he is donald glover for the movies i apologize i also know him as childish gambino the artist but anyways uh but you know there was a deleted scene where he calls miles but you know so miles is technically in the mcu which we're just gonna leave that there uh but he hasn't showed up yet we're just gonna leave it there but um but yeah so what did you guys think of homecoming um this was his first solo movie 
you know, sidekick, uh, well, not sidekick, but, you know, secondary hero is Iron Man throughout the entire thing. You have Happy Hogan showing up. Um, But what do you guys think about Homecoming, you know, being a third iteration of the Spider-Man character throughout the recent years, um, but also the first solo Spider-Man movie in the MCU? At first, I'll be honest, at first I was like, he's not in New York. I'm not getting the classic Spider-Man that, you know, I want New York swinging around and, you know, doing his doing his thing there. Yeah. Uh, so at first I was like, it wasn't what I was looking for. It, I was looking for that, you know, classic, you know, he's just going through around New York. What the first two iterations did, right? Um, so it took a while, but looking back at it, rewatching it, there's a lot of great things about it that are very Spider-Man-esque that I'm like, yeah, that's what I, I do like that. I do appreciate that. Um, his interaction with his AI, you know, th- those were those are great. That was cool. Um, it, it really was a grounded Peter Parker Spider-Man movie in, in many good ways. So in retrospect, I, I really appreciate it as one of the better movies of Spider-Man. But yeah, initially, initially I was like, they didn't give me the he's in New York and they did it in the second one either but until the end but you know yeah yeah so that was my my initial I was just like he looks great I'm down totally down for this MCU but I was like why didn't they put him in New York immediately that was my first thoughts no I could I could agree with that because I think one of the best things about like the Sam Raimi uh Spider-Man movies was the fact that um Spider-Man swung around New York and that's what that's the like the iconic scenes that we just we like we saw that in the cartoons we see it in the, in the in the comics so he wasn't doing that like he spent a lot of time in dc you know he spent like like places outside of new york and yeah. you know so we didn't really get to see that but i think overall you know when you try something you know again in order to make it work sometimes you have to do things a little bit different so i appreciate yeah. them doing something that's different yeah. um drew like how did you feel about you know spider-man not swinging around new york like this is a the third time around like how did you think about the first like spider-man like homecoming what did you think about that um i thought it was great to be perfectly honest with you i thought it was great just to see how it changed the scenery but also i I think I like the idea of I really like the vulture as a bad guy. Like is my like Michael Keaton. Like he's yeah. He's dope. And I like the I like the twist that is the girl that like his daughter's black and you don't even, you know. Right. Like he like it was like that twist got me. Like even I was like, "What? Oh, oh, yeah, of course." Black people can have white parents. I keep forgetting this. Like, it's, of course. And that the fact that he switched, he's Mr. Nice Guy. Then all of a sudden, when he realizes Peter, it's, oh, I'm about to beat the brakes off this little kid. Like, <laughs> it was really dope. And I think also, I like that they didn't rely on the same thing that every single Spider-Man story always relies on, and that's flying through New York, like you guys said. It doesn't mean you have you shouldn't include it. It just means it, it was nice to see something different because there's three Sam Raimi movies. There's two Spider, uh, you know, two of uh, the other Spider-Man movies. Then there's of course all kinds of cartoons and other shows and everything. So just to say, oh, he's just in DC cool that's fine they got buildings there too and it, it, spider-man travels all over the world anyway you know so it's it's it was it was fun to see it was really fun to see and i think also they all had a lot of chemistry they're funny they were funny the other spider-man movies they, they weren't that funny I think this was funny. I think also that comes from just the MCU, the tone of the MCU overall. Um, I know back in the day, even like the old X Men movies and stuff, they had a little bit more of a serious tone to it, just because that was like what was being done at the time. So I, I get that. No, I, I definitely enjoyed it. One thing I loved was the message behind the movie that Peter Parker and his, his overall arc, um, was you know he didn't need the fancy gadgets, he didn't need all of that because. Um, he was Peter Parker. He was Spider-Man because of who he was, not because of the gadgets. And I think that, you know, just between, you know, imagine, you know, you're 16 years old, just got picked up by the Iron Man to go across these to fight Captain America. So now I'm pretty sure your head is probably like blown up and everything. And then now you got this new fancy outfit. You think you're on top of the world doing everything. No one can (laughs) touch you. 
But then you had to be humbled down to the very beginning where now you're fighting in your original suit again. You had to learn what it actually means to be Peter Parker. So I love that storyline behind it. So uh, overall, I did enjoy Homecoming. Um, You know, I just like I said, I just miss him swinging through like New York. But, you know, it's I think what they did with it was what they needed to do for that particular movie. And that scene where he's on the plane is really cool. Oh yeah, that was amazing. Like, that, like the way that it looked, and it was still traditional, good old, good old Spider-Man. Actually, now that I think about it, one thing I've been forgot to mention was him in Civil War, where he's riding on the back of War Machine. F- amazing, <laughs> like it, that's fan service. That's pure fan service right there. Right. Where where it's it's just sometimes you just need those cool visuals, you know that even though like. Like I, like I was saying, you don't necessarily have to rely on every single trope that they've done before. It's still nice just to throw it in. And I think that's what makes these Spider-Man movies so special, right. so interesting, is they're going to give it to you, but they're not going to only use that. Right. So, True. yeah, we'll have Spider-Man riding on the back of, you know, a, a flying, you know, robot skin, you know, and and he's he even he thinks it's cool, you know, but we're also going to have him get kicked in the face by Captain America. Right, you know, like it's like that. I think they they humanized him in a way that some of the other movies just they couldn't do. Exactly. Yeah, I think I think coming out, and I forgot to mention this with Civil War. Like I remember when people coming out of that theater, like for screenings and stuff like that, and they were saying that airport scene was probably one of the best like scenes in any superhero movie up until oh, that point. For sure. And I think for they sure. did an amazing job hiding Spider Man. In that, oh, yeah. in that scene because mm-hmm. Spider-Man is all over it and, and when you watch the trailers and stuff you see you know parts of that scene in the trailers and stuff but there's other shots that they included and you know Marvel is really good at like taking stuff away and editing stuff out but the fact that he was all up in that scene because yeah. I thought maybe Spider-Man was going to show up for like two seconds you know because we heard he may be in it or we heard about it like a rumor and then we saw the trailer but we we're like okay he's going to show up for like two seconds what's going to happen no he was in that entire fight nah, and I thought that was fine when he was fighting Falcon and Winter Soldier, or you know, Falcon, and he was the right to remain silent. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's was, funny. Yeah, nah. he was cool. He was really cool. He's funny. Like, I love um, what's his name to play the first one, but he's not funny. Yeah. Like, was it uh, Toby? Yeah, Toby McGuire. No, I, I feel. Uh, yeah, okay. I feel like. I feel like Tobey Maguire had more of the physicality of yeah. that speed, but I think Andrew Garfield was really quirky with his with his jokes and stuff like that as yeah, well. Yeah, so he, he was a good a good Spider Man. Yeah, I think he had the, the jokes. Yeah, the rule of thumb for the fans, I guess, so to speak, is like Tobey Maguire was the better Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield was the better Spider Man, and Tom Holland is, is a, like is a good mixture of both. It's getting yeah, it's like right in that middle spot of like can be both. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So leaving out of so we're gonna pivot. So in in this discussion, we're gonna talk about other elements that's happening in this movie as well. You know, like it's all confirmed stuff. So apart from Spider-Man in 2017, Doctor Strange seeks the Ancient One and becomes the Sorcerer Supreme. So the reason why I wanted to include Doctor Strange in this is because Doctor Strange has a very big role in this Spider-Man movie. Um, yeah. So casting uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as, you know, Dr. Strange, I feel like that's probably one of the best casting. I can't see anyone else even like, and I don't, before Dr. Strange movie, I didn't know anything about Dr. Strange at all. Um, like I knew like, you know, the name, but that was it. So, but just seeing like the character in the comics and then seeing, you know, who they cast, I was like, oh, that's a hundred percent perfect. Like I can't see that's that's just like Mahershala Ali as Blade. Like other than Wesley Slipes, like I can't see anyone else playing that character. So I feel like that's the perfect casting. Yeah. But um, quick thoughts: What do you guys think about Doctor Strange? You know, joining, you know, him becoming the Sorcerer Supreme and that whole whole overall arc um, for that movie. Yeah, it was great. Um, I think it. I that was Doctor Strange is one of those characters that at the beginning of you know his movie coming out. I was still new to that character. I mean, like, yeah, I've seen him in the comics and I got a general sense of who he was, but I, I never read his comics specifically or followed like his storylines. Yeah. So it was one that I was like, I'm just going in, I'm going in on this character. And yeah, the casting I think was solid. So I think that made it even more exciting. You're just like, all right, I do want to see this movie. You know, I, I want to see, you know, what they, 
are bringing to life from from this character and it, it got me interested in seeing some of his comics and they did they nailed it they nailed it in at least getting you intrigued on the character if not wanting more and now he's like one of the favorites among like mcu characters so yeah. they they did an excellent job and yeah i mean anytime he shows up you just get excited for a variety of reasons one because of his powers that he can do or two you're just like oh something's about to go down if dr strange is showing up exactly. yeah agreed like Dude, if- you used to you used to read i know you've read a lot of comics so did you read dr strange comics growing up no not really my best friend did though he, he pretty much he, he gave me the he kind of gave me the rundown beforehand um and the the joke about it is even when people watch a the movie they're like dr strange is just like tony stark now nah, that's the point like they even when they were written 50 years ago they were they had similarities they were kind of that was the whole thing they're both characters that, that they I, if, there's a story behind it like someone copied somebody it was an issue but um i like the idea that they they put together ma- the maturity of the maturity of someone like dr strange against someone like peter whereas we we love iron man and uh tony stark robert downey jr's tony stark but he's a playful character whereas yes dr dr strange is more serious he's interesting he's engaging but he's a little more serious and it's a perfect balance especially and really in the mcu in general is that thor is funny he's you know he even they they tried to make him serious and it didn't work so they they definitely edged him towards the funnier side of things even in the avengers movies before the, the before thor ragnarok i had already seen that twist of like they're making thor more of a comedic character versus a serious one because what's the point like but they all play off of uh benedict cumberbatch's um you know dr strange in a way where it feels natural and normal and maybe he's just a really good actor and brings that out of people but i think it's really fun to to their banter his banter with everybody and i think uh dr strange's character is just really cool and really strong and really powerful in a way that movies in the past could never make they just couldn't get it right. right wizards always looked weird in movies like you know even it, or they would like dumb down the powers it wasn't really till harry potter that we saw something that looked the way our imaginations would see it and when you see that in mcu it's like oh oh okay he's making shields out of his hand yo he's turning you know he's turning glass into butterflies and stuff like this is <laughs> you know like or a black hole into a butterfly like this is amazing yeah this is amazing and now like you said, he's going to be showing Peter Parker how to do stuff. And, oh, I'm just, I'm really excited. I want to see what's going to happen. I know. I no, we're going to, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. No, I, I think it's cool because it's, you were talking about like, like, you know, Dr. Strange and Iron Man being the same person. I think, you know, that's, it's interesting as well because they both are similar, but they're also like very different in their mindsets. But it's, yeah. it's funny that they are this, like they're similar to like to each other because like Iron Man, he's like, in the, be- in the beginning he was a very conceited person you know he had a lot of money but he was also smart so it was like he was he was conceited and he had like this like this attitude this, this chip on his shoulder but he also knew that he could back it up with, the, with his smartness and he can build anything and and i think him going through the caves humbled him that was yeah. his humbling experience but he still had that you know i'm a billionaire like philanthropist type of mentality where dr strange went and got a phd in you know in becoming a surgeon so his mindset was i study things so when he was put into a situation where he couldn't use the one thing that gave him his money and all stuff like that he went and found like he wasn't going to stop until he found a cure and even though it didn't cure his hands it was a cure in the sense that you know he found something deeper so i thought that was really cool and how they they played on that um, so the next year in 2018, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man goes on a ship with Iron Man to fight Thanos on Titan. And at that same time, both Doctor Strange and Spider-Man gets dusted. So I think that they started like leading up with, you know, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man, you know, for, for a while now. And, you know, we all know Infinity War was a huge movie. Um, I didn't realize it at the time. And Oscar, you and I, we saw it together. Um, but I didn't realize because I was just in shock. The characters 
that was not dusted in the end was the original six with a few extras. Mm-hmm. It took me a second to realize, oh wow, like it was because I thought, why didn't you know, why didn't Iron Man get dusted? Why didn't Captain America like you know, I wanted like one of them to be gone just for the sake of they never killed any of them. Yeah. But I think them like leaving the original six to come back and fix everything was like an organic way to us to say goodbye to the original six or like let's move on to the next chapter. So, you know, quick thoughts about you know Infinity War because that's a whole monumental thing within itself um but you know well let's but specifically talking about the team up with iron man you know spider-man and uh dr strange going to titan to fight thanos like what did you guys think about that fire <laughs> that's all next fire i remember the trailer for infinity war and Thanos is like saying his lines and you see Peter Parker's like arm hair like go up and you know the spider yeah but like it was just that moment you're just like it's happening they're all coming together to fight Thanos I remember that trailer yeah that was a really good one so I actually got the pleasure of seeing the Infinity War trailer at D23 like five months in advance oh wow and I remember so like they they had just so they shot infinity war and endgame back to back and i remember it was like a two-week break between the two and in the two weeks was d23 and also comic-con so they when they showed up to d23 and d23 was first they said we had we said we just finished wrapping up infinity war we're about to go shoot the next movie they didn't see the name of anything like that yet but um, they brought all the cast out on stage, everyone ex- except for Chris Evans, for whatever reason. He wasn't there. Yeah. But they brought everyone out on stage, you know, Josh Brolin. They brought everyone out. And then they was like, you know, uh, we just, you know, appreciate all the fans. We put together this little quick, you know, look back of everything that's leading up to this moment. So you're thinking, oh, OK. Yeah. And mind you, this is a movie panel. So like every all the different Disney studios like Pixar and Disney Animation and Live Action, which had already shown their stuff. Um, and Marvel was the last was the last thing. So you're thinking, okay, what about the show? Yeah. And I think the movies up until this point was uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, Black Panther, and then uh, Infinity War. So the only thing that they did was like they showed like this little you know reel of all these different stuff leading up to this point, and then it got real dark and quiet, and then like this. You saw the part in the movie where the Guardians is on the ship and they find um, Thor. And it was a montage of stuff from Infinity War that's never been shown. Like it was a whole, the trailer that we got officially was a different trailer. But the ending shot was Thanos uh, gripping the gauntlet and breaking up that moon and throwing it. And that's how the trailer ended. And everyone went crazy. And the, the cast hadn't even seen it either. So they was just like, blown away on stage and then um kevin feige was like all right thanks everyone have a good night and everyone was like wait how do you just how do you leave that and like just walk off on stage but no infinity war you know definitely shook me to my core and it shook everyone you know we saw everyone get dusted and i like how they played on that even with you know um you know with the was the ant-man movie that came out you know they got dusted in their movie as well they got dusted in their movie too <laughs> it was every like, they didn't play they like, didn't play we're gonna we're gonna keep this thing going we're gonna keep it going every band so yeah. it is so and then but five years later the hulk brings everyone back with the snap they all defeated thanos and then iron man dies so um we got to see you know Doctor Strange and Spider-Man come through the little portal thing. You know, you'll never, ever forget that watching it in theaters. And then you just see Captain America facing, you know, Thanos and this entire army. And all of a sudden you hear Sam Wilson in his ear talking about on your left. You just see the little circle ring. And then, you know, Black Panther, rest in peace. You know, Chadwick Boseman just uh, come walking through. Um, but just quick thoughts about everything that happened in that, you know, Peter Parker had to say goodbye to his mentor. You know, Doctor Strange pretty much, you know, saw this happening, you know, in Infinity War, but he let it play out because he knew this was the only way. Um, so what do you guys think about like, the progression of everything with that? At that time, when when that came out and, you know, this is just me being a fan and following, you know, people on Twitter and all that stuff of who talking about the movies. And there was like a kind of like a general consensus of like, this is 
Peter's Ben for us, like in the sense of like, you know, he's That's losing agreed. that yeah. love figure. That's um, a good one. Good call. We're gonna we're gonna get that, you know, from here on out, we should be getting the, the Spider-Man that we, you know, know from the comics and you know, we are expecting and all that stuff. Um, so it it was fitting, you know, given that, you know, he started only because of Tony Stark's help in Civil War. Yeah. Uh, it was like that nice cycle coming to like a, you know, a complete circle, I guess. Should I say better? But yeah. it was, yeah, it was, it was touching. Like you felt it. Like you, you understood why Peter was, you know, a wreck. If all the other things were not in the movies and, you know, he was just another character that came in to help, it would be like, well, why is he crying? Yeah. So it, it made sense. It was really, it was really like a good conclusion to, Peter and Tony's relationship, not knowing what other things are gonna, you know, still be connected to him after that, but at yeah. that moment. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm sure everybody when <laughs> when Infinity War came out and everybody was like, they're not gonna kill Spider-Man. They're not gonna kill Spider-Man. Like, no, everybody. Spider-Man not gonna die. He's everybody's favorite character. And the way he died was the way he got dusted after, especially after helping, you know, magic, magic with the kick, you know, and then magic with the ah, you know, like, you know, and then for obviously him to be back at the, how everybody remember, everybody else had come back when they brought everybody back. And then Spider-Man was the last one they showed with the flies in and everybody cheered because yo, Spidey's back, you know, um, I think that uh, I re- what you see in that movie, though, not only do we see Tony Stark, you know, like you said, the, the full circle of Tony Stark looking after Peter. You see everybody step in to help Peter. Everybody steps in. Captain Marvel steps in. Valkyrie steps in. I think Clint steps in at one point. They all step in to help you, Peter. Remember, like, and even Doctor Strange in Infinity War, you, you know, it. it it shows that obviously he's the baby like and they all have a, a, a they all care about him in a way that even when they first meet him they like him you know hi, hi peter <laughs> you know like it's um it, it, it's a way that they really brought him in like it, it, that was he was already an avenger but in that sense he was he was there he earned his stripes right there right and i think it was really heartwarming to see those scenes I like you know, the more I think about it, though his those scenes at the at the fight at the end of Endgame with Spider-Man are really enjoyable because he's still being Spider-Man. He's not out of character at all. He's still making jokes. He's still laughing. He's still nervous. He's still confused. Like, yo, I just came back to life and now I'm fighting a bunch of monsters. Like, it was it was just it was nice to see. And you all, like I said, you see how everybody's kind of looking after him. So when Tony dies, Tony passes away, he's not really alone. He still got that team behind him. And I thought that that was really cool to show that. No, I, I definitely agree. Um, I want to put into perspective really quick. So I think at this point, Spider-Man, he's probably 17 at this point because yeah. um, 17, 25, you know, you know, I, I think, yeah, I think he was, no, no, I'm just talking about or just 17, like 23. Yeah, I don't, well, I think Zendaya. What are you talking about in real life? No, we'll think about it. He's disappeared for five years. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, but be. you know, he yeah, but um, but I think um because he you know obviously he was I don't know if he was a freshman in in home in homecoming. Yeah, he was young. They didn't, yeah. they didn't say they didn't make a distinction. Yeah, say. but I know all of these all of his movies. He's still in high school, and yeah. there's years have gone by. Even though let's say he got dusted, so he came back at the same age. So I'm just I think he was 17, like maybe a junior at that point. Yeah. Um. So right after the events of Endgame, I want to pivot yet again. Um, and this is where I think that the viewers um, or the, those who was listening, you know, you may uh, not know. But three weeks later, uh, Wanda creates a hex in Westview, New Jersey, grieving the loss of vision and creating her own reality. Um, when I also put a note that Doctor Strange was supposed to show up, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, but in that same... He was supposed to. He was Doctor Strange. I mean, because in reality, if he's supposed to be the protector of reality and she creates an entire different reality 
in New Jersey, which is right next to New York, and he doesn't sense it. But you know, that's that's a whole nother thing. And they 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 talked about it. But anyways, uh, Wanda becomes a Scarlet Witch, sets everyone free, and with the dark hole, leaves and goes to a mountainside to deal with the loss of her family. Um, uh, hears her children while projecting herself through the astral plane. So the reason why that I want to include this in our discussion is because you know President Kevin Feige of Marvel Studios did confirm that the television show. WandaVision is supposed to connect to both the Spider-Man movie and the upcoming Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. So we don't know what her connection is with Spider-Man, but we do know and we'll talk about it a little bit later um, that she is 100% in the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness movie. Um, She has a big role in that movie, but he did say it's supposed to connect. So, you know, Oscar, you and I have talked about WandaVision on the show. Drew, what are your quick thoughts? Just the overall arc of WandaVision. Did you like the show? What did you think about where Wanda was at the beginning um, versus the very, very end? You know, just what do you think? What are your thoughts about that? So I really enjoyed the WandaVision show. Um, I liked that. I liked the twist that it was. It was all in her head. It was real, but it was all in her head. And I really enjoy stuff like that, where it's kind of surreal and kind of unhinged a little bit. And it was quirky, but in in the best possible way. Um, And also, it's scary as hell. Like, she just let all the people go. And they were like, so what do we do now? She was like, well, figure it out. Bye, I'm fly away. Like, it was like, wait, what? You're just going to torture us for uh, two months and then just fly away? Like, this, this is it. What you gonna do? What she's and she's like, what are you gonna do? Fight me? Like, what you gonna do? You gonna beat me up? Like, come right. on now. Like, yeah, I'm gonna fly away, and I'm gonna figure out how to bring these two kids back. Like, I think I really enjoy, and I just enjoy, I like Vision. I, I think Vision's one of the coolest characters ever. I Very like underused everyone. in the movies. Very underused. Well, he has to be because he's too powerful. <laughs> it's really you have to do that because if not, he's he can face two walls like you know shoot a giant yellow laser out of his brain you know like that's that's crazy but um it's gonna be interesting to see the interaction between her dr strange and i'm assuming spider-man at some point because once again spider-man's still a kid he's just a kid with power like your local neighborhood spider-man like he all that's the ongoing joke about spider-man comic wise or otherwise is that he's just kind he's he's special but he's not special you know he's a regular guy he's broke he's just trying to get through school college take pictures for money you know what i mean he can barely talk to a girl and he's also one of the few people with the secret identity too yeah exactly (laughs) you're right and and now he's over here with the sorcerer supreme right you know and uh what is it and and wanda the nexus being like you're like yo yo like this is like what is he gonna do what are you gonna do i I, i'm really curious to see how it worked out i'm really really excited so oscar what do you think about her taking the dark hold and um and at the very end and you know you know if you haven't seen WandaVision yet I'm sorry but uh you know she hears some, year. she yeah she hears some voices at the very end and it's her children um and they sort of deviated a little bit from how the her children come into play from the comics but it worked really really well for the sake of the MCU and stuff like that um we were sort of teased that this was supposed to like break open the multiverse at that point but we were also given the fact that you know Wanda because she's a nexus being she's able to go against different realities she can go different multiverses and stuff like that and I think that that pivotal moment was important so what do you think about like the dark hold and when will you what do you think we're going to see it again I mean when when it happened I think we have to kind of see how it plays out but as of right now it's more of a I, I, I see where she's coming at. You know, she's she just figured out she's a Scarlet Witch, you know, that kind of mythology and stuff. And so it, it, it came at a point where you're just like, she's just learning more of what she can. And then she hears her kids. And I don't know what parent would be like, yeah, I'm not going to try to look into that, try to find my kids again. Right. So it's a, it's a very understandable point that we're at with her. Um, it all depends on what, what they decide to do with her. Because if... If they decide to go like a route where she's not going to 
let anyone stop her just for the sake of getting her kids, that can definitely be, you know, scary and dangerous. Um, You know, if she comes off more as she's just looking for help and she just tries to get her kids, you know, then it seems more plausible, like, okay, let's try to find a way to make that work without, you know, doing damage and stuff. Um, So yeah, so like, it's it's at a point where it's like, what are they going to choose? Are they going to go in a path where, you know, she's she knows she's the strongest and she's going to, you know, use that in her advantage or is she going to still like kind of be, you know, the the Avenger that we expect of her seeking out other Avengers to help me in my mission to rescue my kids kind of thing. So it's yeah. it's, uh, it's at a good point. It's at a good point for Scarlet Witch as as fans to be like, all right. And she's not stable. And I think That's that true. makes makes her makes makes it interesting because you don't know you don't know like because let's be real they've done a really good job of making everybody like her over the years um but in reality like she was a bad guy in the beginning like she's crazy crazy. Mm -hmm. and it is Like, like that character is not necessarily always a good guy, you know. Like right. she, she has the potential. She has been a the bad guy many times, and so it's really interesting to see what they do with that because yeah. we haven't had a really good twist in the Marvel in a negative way in a long. I don't have we had one where someone was good and ends up being bad, but like. Bucky. Staying bad, or, <laughs> or you know, he's intense. No, Bucky, but yeah, <laughs> Bucky good. was yeah. bad and turned good. <laughs> like, but there are characters who kind of turn bad, like, or they stay bad for a long time. They, you know, he goes back and forth. These are 180 year old characters, 50 year old characters. Right. So of course they go back and forth. But I think it's time for us to see one of the Avengers or one of those people not be so good. Right. Why not? And they they yeah. definitely hinted at too in WandaVision like mm-hmm. that she she's like you know maybe I'm already the, the villain or maybe I am this and I think that she's at such a desperate place where yeah. she's not she may not care and I think that you know the whole overall because let's think about it like we definitely cheered for her at the end of WandaVision but let's not forget you did hold an entire like not just town but like miles of people hostage yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like and you she held was them aware high. of it. It and wasn't was like she was like, I didn't like, know. Yeah. Did, like, yeah, even if yeah. you didn't know at first, you knew towards the end and you just didn't care. So <laughs> no, there's a line, man. There's a line. <laughs> so it's like she you know, tortured those people. Like, so let's, yeah. let's not let's not forget that you did hold an entire like, you know, there needs to be some type of accountability there. So I think no, that her accountability was let me fly away. Right. And that was it. All right, y'all do this. All right, I'm gonna head out. <laughs> and what about it? Right. <laughs> So, WandaVision takes place three weeks after the events of Endgame. So, if you skip to, I, I would say, so, I guess based off of the time, um, that was 2023. The next summer, Peter goes on a school trip to Europe, fights Mysterio, and gets framed for his death. So, I, so this was Spider-Man Far From Home. I actually, I I remember playing the old Spider-Man games and fighting Mysterio in the games. And I knew Mysterio was a bad guy, but I think that they did a really good job in the trailers, paintings Mysterio. That was, I think that was a good twist for if you didn't know the character Mysterio. Cause I remember watching with my mom and we was watching the movie. She just thought it was just, oh, just a new character. And it wasn't until the diner scene where Peter Parker gives Mysterio his glasses that she leans over and she goes, is he a bad guy? And I was like, I'm not saying anything. And then literally two seconds later, it was the reveal of the movie. And she was like, see, I knew he was a bad guy. And I was like, so I think they did a really good job hiding that. If you wasn't like a really, you know, you know, really big Spider-Man or comic book fan, just a casual fan, you didn't know going into the movie that Mysterio was a bad guy. Yeah. And he looked really cool. He, they made, listen, they made Mysterio work. He looked really cool. They did. They made him work. And like, I, I remember playing him in the in the video games and he was hard because his tricks and stuff, his illusions was really hard to to get through. They so, were drones. Yeah. They, they clever modern, like, modern way. Yeah. But I mean, if they did it, it almost like, of course, drones. We have we have we have drones that do shows all the time. Yep. Why not have futuristic technology? Stark, they, Stark technology too. Yeah, Stark, Stark, Stark technology that you can literally create a fake environment 
Like every time I watch it in the back of my head, I'm like, they were drones. Like they were literally CG in the movie. Like that's the part that always messes with me. It's CG. We're watching, you know, computer generate, whatever. But then no, what they were seeing and fighting was half CG and other half was drones making waves and making water and making explosions and also faking image like that to me it's crazy like every time i watch it, i'm like yo these were all this is all fake this is all fake and i think it was a clever way to introduce some of spider-man's villains that wouldn't yep. make sense and like re- like you know the molten man or like hydro man like how would you explain that in like the like this timeline but i feel like that was a good way to bring those villains in and like there were drones and it makes sense because of that. Mm-hmm. So I think that was really, really cool as well. Yeah, it was. And he and, and Jake Gyllenhaal is a great actor. Oh, he's oh yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. He, he played it. He played it perfectly. He played it right. You would, who would have? I expected good. I didn't expect me to be like, damn, I really hate Mysterio, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was really good. Um, and then. I want to table back. I want to circle back to that really quick, but I also have to include this as well. So if you haven't seen Loki, um, you know, somewhere at the end of the timeline, Sylvie kills he who remains and breaks the timeline, opening up part of the multiverse. So the reason why I wanted to include this is because I definitely feel like just like WandaVision and Loki, these storylines are put in there specifically. I think there was an original timeline for how these movies and TV shows were supposed to come out and then COVID happened. And then I think they sort of went and reworked its way and said, okay, well, we have to push these movies back until this point. So let's sort of make it happen. And they're leaning into the multiverse, um, just like how we had What If and, you know, all these different things. Um, so we have, you know, we, we have that. But um, so at the end of, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home is where we are now at with Spider-Man No Way Home because according to the trailers it picks up exactly at the same moment where you know the end credit scene for Spider-Man Far From Home you know Mysterio says who Peter Parker is um, and being Spider-Man and that's where the movie picks up so I am curious to see you know how all this plays out you know in the trailers we got peter parker going to dr strange and saying hey you know mysterio sort of you know told everyone who i was i wanted to see if you can come up with the way that everyone can you know forget who i am they do this whole spell thing and then this brings in villains from different multiverses so like I told you guys in the beginning, we're not going to get into too much of spoilers. We're just going to talk basically, you know, all the confirmed stuff that we've gotten. Um, there's a lot of speculations out there, a lot of things that we're excited about, but we just want to talk about, you know, just why do we think this is happening? Where do we think this is going and how we're excited? So I would start with you, Oscar. Um, so in these trailers for Spider-Man No Way Home, we see characters from different versions of spider-man movies that has happened in the past like we see doc ock we see you know green goblin we see jamie fox comes back as electro and basically the explanation is dr strange does a spell to try to you know wipe everyone's mind and in the midst of that something goes wrong and now we have these visitors show up do you think it was like what do you think that spell could have been or like what do you think like why do you think all these characters all of a sudden are showing up do you think it's something because of what wanda is doing or do you think it could be something uh what sylvie did like what do you think it's really interesting because yeah it feels like who did it kind of thing who who is causing it and i'm sure the answer is going to be all three somehow in some kind of way yeah yeah you all did it everyone's guilty right right it was like, oh, it takes multiple people at once to really break the multiverse. Yeah. But it's it's kind of it's it's just it's fascinating because you you know the TV shows the way they did them, we didn't see. I mean, I, I know like yes, we kind of did in the sense, but we didn't really see the consequences. Like we didn't see exactly like them doing it, and then you know a multiverse something happening. You know the the closest I think was like. They, it happened in Loki, and then you saw what if, you know, you saw like, oh, this is all the, you know, multiverses. Oh, yeah, you're right. That ties in too. I yeah. Think, I forgot all about that. So that, there was that. That's the closest thing we've had. But this is the first time where, you know, 
the character breaks the multiverse, quote unquote. And so now we're, and we see the consequence. Like we see things that as a general audience, as fans, we know exactly what it means beyond the story of it. So that's so true. I didn't even think about that. It's yeah. So that's it's probably easy to point to Doctor Strange, but that's because we're seeing the consequence because we're just like, see, he's done this and you can see it. The other ones, you're just like, we saw it, but we don't really see the consequence. So, yeah, the other ones are a little more of like microcosms, not microcosms, but they're the results of like unknown actions. Like, yo, I'm gonna kill you because you tortured us and you were going to kill us. Yeah. Or uh, I want my kids back. I don't care about the circumstances. Whereas, like, Doctor Strange is like, yeah, I kind of knew this was going to happen. Yeah, he admits it in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's so everyone's been saying that Doctor Strange definitely seems off. Um, yeah. It's just like, it's just like um, when he went, right, right, scroll. It's just like when he was so protective of the Time Stone in the beginning of Infinity War, but yet he just willingly gave it away. Yeah. Um, so it was like one of those things, but he saw like he saw the end game. He saw, okay, I had to do this now. That way we guys, you know, could go back in time and get it and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So he's going to do something for the greater good. So that's my mindset. I'm going into that. So if this is, you know, Dr. Strange that we know it's supposed to be, if he's going to do this monumental spell for Peter Parker, you know, I don't, I feel like there's something bigger that there's a reason why that he did this. This is other than he just used Peter Parker saying, Hey, can you wipe everyone's mind? Because Mysterio, out at me i think yeah. there's something else going on and that something else could be you know he's working with un, un, you know, unseen characters yet it could be wanda it could be a few other things but i definitely feel like there's what if it's wanda on. projecting you know what see now you know what oh but i mean wanda does have the ability to go in there and alter your mind so. that's what i'm saying so, like man dang it but also, there's a, yo there's a lot of bad guys it's not just one. So far, we've seen five. We've seen Green Goblin, Sandman, Electro, um, and uh, Lizard. So far, we've seen five. Like, that's crazy. Think about all like all of the superhero movies we've all seen. Right. Five main villains. Not even saying if someone else comes or not. That's a lot. Oh, like, and then I forgot to even throw this in here. Um, Venom. Oh yeah, what if Venom? But we, he has to. Is I, mean, I, I forgot to say that, and you know, spoil it, um, honestly. So we're not going to spoil Far From Home. Well, sorry, No Way Home because we don't know what's going to happen. But if you haven't seen any of these other properties, I'm sorry. But you know, the end credit scene in Venom was literally like his reality changing, and now he's in the MCU, and he sees you know Tom Holland's Peter Parker on the screen, and the mm-hmm. symbiote recognizes him some type yep. of way, like he recognizes bad guy. But, but I don't know though. I think that you know, and Drew, I think you and I were talking about this before. But I think that you know, Eddie Brock was trying to get Venom to only want to kill people who are bad. Exactly. And I and I think that the way that J. Jonah Jameson was portraying Peter Parker on television made him seem bad because we exactly. obviously Venom in these movies is very different than how Venom comes in the comic books. So it's you know yeah. whether you like it or not, like that's how that's how they laid out the foundation. So yeah. they have to make it make sense why Venom and Spider Man will fight each other, and that's the only thing in my mind that would make sense. Like Venom sees this Peter Parker Spider Man villain being portrayed as as a bad person on TV. So now Venom wants to go and fight him, but then I'm also thinking. Thinking, all he has to do is have a conversation with him and he realizes he's not well, and remember, then, Venom isn't exactly Venom Nighty Brock but Venom isn't exactly the most rational of characters <laughs> it's a lot of you have to have a lot of conversation you know what I mean True. but I think might work yeah, with Eddie but not with Venom exactly and but yeah and also we don't know you know how comics are some like yo you killed you know you, you you ran into my car once and i hate you for the rest of my life like exactly. you know some characters really just be mad for no reason and i mean that could be one of those situations but yeah i didn't even think about venom like you, we got the morbius stuff going we got all the other like it's just craven was announced by sony yeah <laughs> like it, it it really is one of those things where 
like the whole multiverse being ripped up and everything like five bad guys that's a lot that's like a lot. i can't think of any other comic movie where there's that many outside of like a team you know Which, what i mean for spider-man it's it's very interesting because it has that that bad trait where as soon as you start doing multiple villains your movie ends up not being so well they get spider-man 3 amazing spider-man 2 Mm -hmm. here we are and it but it's it's yet it feels different we're not i don't think there's anyone really already complaining about too many villains maybe a few but i feel like the most part everyone's skipping over like you're right those five villains honestly i haven't seen any complaints about like no. too many villains if anything yeah. i've seen like is there any more like is, is there, there any be, more exactly like is <laughs> they are we going to see both versions of you know because also like marvel has a really good way of hiding stuff so mm-hmm. you know there could be other villains in this movie that's in plain sight that we haven't seen kingpin yeah. could show up it, 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 it could be a, i mean they're yeah. already hinting at kingpin and hawkeye so yeah you right. and hawkeye takes place like i think two years they said two years after the events of endgame so hawkeye could already be in a world where everything has already collided oh i didn't even think about that guy so dang. i think oh, wow yeah. so i think so i think that you know the first 10 years of the marvel movies was the infinity saga i think the next 10 years could be the multiverse saga okay. and i think what they're i think what they're trying to do is they're getting into a really strong but they could bring in like all these different types of characters from all over the place and play around with it for a few years and mm-hmm. then at the very end have it girl. established you know yeah, everyone's a scroll everyone's <laughs> a scroll <laughs> they could they could have an established you You're know okay scroll. this was gonna happen going forward so yeah but the hawkeye is supposed to take place years after in game so it could mm-hmm. be you know it could be taking place probably right around the same time as spider-man i wouldn't be surprised well yeah it like could be. Or, or in that same vein but yeah yeah but yeah it's really interesting because and and let's you know there's also like you know hulk uh she hulk and you know like Peter's gonna need a lawyer. We don't know. It could be Matt Murdock. It could be she. It could be um she. I always forget her actual name. Jennifer Walters, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's Jennifer Walters. Yeah. So it's just like it, we don't know. Like it should be one of them too. I hope it better be. We would hope. Well, it's they, one, yeah. well, they did confirm the She-Hulk television series yet, but yeah. that'd be really cool if she showed up in this movie first. At least fog or at least foggy. You know what I mean? From Daredevil. Yeah. Like, that you know it's just. But yeah, I think um, you know it's just really interesting to see how they're bringing everybody together, and it, it's fun to watch. Though I re- I really enjoyed Loki as well. I like the idea of seeing different versions of things. I think when you get down to it, a lot of comic book readers don't like some of the movies because they don't stay true to the source, and that's their way of kind of rectifying it like oh you know what cool we'll bring in the version of whoever it is you like oh you didn't like who jack may's wolverine great we have another wolverine for you like if you oh you didn't like so and so you didn't like the whatever that girl's name is that played storm cool we have another storm for you right. like you know you you hated andrew garfield well we already have tom holland like it's <laughs> it's really interesting how we're we're I think Marvel does a really good job of listening to their fans. Even the people that don't like them, they listen. Now, obviously, they're going to do what they want to do. But just doing little things like making, um, you know, or at least finding a way to get Spider-Man in there in the first place is such a big deal. And now, like I said, bringing in all of these bad guys from these different movies, because the bad guys were pretty good. Say what you want about Spider-Man movies overall. They always had pretty good bad guys. The bad guys were always really interesting. And it's just, it's really cool to see, you know, just these interactions and how the bad guys are going to work together. Like, it's, 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 I love it. Like, I I really enjoy it, you know. And and it plays to their advantage because the issue with multiple villains is we didn't get enough time with them to know why they're bad and all that stuff. Exactly. We know, we know, like, general audience, 
knows these characters or we've seen them before. Like you know who everybody is. Yeah. They gotta explain nothing. So they don't have to waste time in that part. So that that's why it's so crazy that it's a very unique situation. It's it's yeah. still following the trap that Spider-Man gets himself into in the movies of like multiple villains all of a sudden. True. But now it's like yeah, but we but we all know this is different. We all know that they didn't round you know randomly be like, oh yeah, we're introducing Green Goblin, Rhino, Electro, like the way Amazing Spider-Man two did. Like that was the issue. Is like we're introducing all these heroes or all these villains at once compared to you've seen all these villains before from other movies. Yeah, I hope Venom shows up. All the years too. I hope he shows up. I mean, we still have the we still have this. I don't think Mysterio is dead. But um, we still have villains from the Tom Holland, like Vulture. Like, I know he's supposed to be in jail and stuff. Scorpion. Uh, you got him. Scorpion? Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was remember at the very end yeah. of. Got uh, a Scorpion Cubs. tattoo when in jail and he talked to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scorpion. Um, yeah, Shocker as well. So, like, they, they can also show up at some point as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think now, um, I don't know if I should, you know, ask this question because I feel like. Um, if all, these, if all these villains are going to show up, can we have some other people show up? I agree. We should definitely have Deadpool show up. I mean, <laughs> definitely have Deadpool show up. Do you want to say we're, we're, it's the multiverse or the multi-villains land? Or, you know, what, what are yeah, we doing? Here? If you're going to say multiverse, <laughs> so you're yeah. going to have all these villains show up. I mean, yeah, you can't, better, you know, and especially the same villains from other movies. I don't know. Exactly. Right. I don't know. Uh, or, or, or. Maybe a Miles. Listen, a Miles is definitely already here, and Sony is investing into Miles. Like they're pushing the Miles Morales game. Yeah, they're they about are. to have uh, across the you know, Spider Verse. Well, uh, multi- whatever is, uh, is a Spider uh, is- Spider Verse. Yeah, the Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Yeah. So part yeah, one. The part one. So they have two parts coming out. So they're investing into I feel like at some point we will see Miles Morales show up on screen. Um, he may show up and not be the Spider-Man Miles Morales. He may just show up at like, you know, feast or something. We may actually see the character Miles. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that that's definitely coming. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it'd be so it'd be funny if they even had like um Catherine Hans, um, a Doc Ock show up in animated form is as a, a gag. <laughs> That'd be cool. You just be like, oh yeah, she just in the background is like, all right, no, not you. That'd be funny. But no, I, I, um, I think it's crazy. And then cool. this movie is supposed to lead directly into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And I think that just the, the name alone, Multiverse of Madness, just gives the fact that I don't think that this movie is going to end on a good note. I feel like it's going to end on like. Not if not a cliffhanger, or I feel like it's going to end. Whereas we're going to go directly into that movie, and that movie comes out May of 2022. Yeah. So I don't know, you guys. Like I'm really excited. I I know I'm going to cry in this movie, um, just because <laughs> of you know. I honestly, Spider Man Two with Doc Ock is you know just my favorite, just because of nostalgia reasons. Um, I go back and watch those fight scenes with Spider-Man and Doc Ock just fighting on the side of the building. Like, you know, and Drew, we talked about this as well with like, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man would throw a punch real quick. Yep. And, um, he had and hands, bro. He, he had, he had hands. He, he will fight you. Tom Holland said that, you know, that this Spider-Man is going to fight in this movie. So I'm actually really interested to see that. Um, but I, I want to see some really good fight scenes. If he's going to fight all these villains, like I want to see some. And then also I want to see Dr. Strange go ham. Like, cause Spider-Man can't fight all these villains by themselves. So, nope. you know, he has to get some help from somewhere. So I want to see Dr. Strange go <laughs> from somewhere <laughs> from some, I mean, I don't, who could it be? But I, I want to see him go ham. Like, I want to see some spells. I want to see, like, Harry Potter versus Voldemort type spells. Like, I want to see him go back and forth. Like, imagine a fight between Doctor Strange and Electro, bro. Like, that'd be so, like, that'd be so crazy. Or, like, even thinking about the What If episode where they were fighting Ultron at the end. Like, you know, he put him in, like, the mirror dimension. The little, like, oh. that. I, can you imagine, like, okay, we're just going to put all of you guys in this little dimension right here, and we're going to put you over here to the side because y'all doing the most. Like, I want to see Dr. Strange go off. What if Ultron comes back? You know what? Let me stop. My mind is just going. <laughs> no, it's, it's going to be crazy. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Um, but let me know what you guys think as well. Um, are you guys going to go see it this weekend? Are you guys going to go check it out and um, watch it? How many times are, gonna, how many times are y'all going to see the movie? Um, I'm, I already have my tickets for twice. 
I want to see it in 4D in the theater. I saw Homecoming in the in the in a 4D theater or like where the seats move and the smoke comes and all yeah, that. That's too I much. saw Homecoming. In, no, it's not. No, it wasn't. Trust me, it was not. Have you ever? Did, did they ever have Shrek 4D over here at Universal? Yeah, they did. So I can't imagine doing that for two and a half hours. I can't. I I, I saw uh, the latest uh, Bad Boys, Bad Boys for Life. I saw that movie, and yeah, I I agree with you, Justin. I'm, it's like for a trailer, sure, give me that fun little you know action, but I was like forty minutes in, and I'm like, can I stop shaking? Like. <laughs> For them just to do like conversation. It's when they get into the car, the, the chair is like, "All right, can, can we just stop?" Like, right. like you get some haters. Some action sequence. I'm trying to be in it. I'm trying to be in well, it. Drew, you could go see it in that was 720 view, like screen with the, the screens oh. on all the sides. Oh god, I'm about to see it. Like with the three through. So there's a theater out here that has. It's one big screen, and then it, the, the side screens are also have the theater as well. And it and I saw Black Panther on it, and it was so like I think that's the same theater actually where I saw the with the movie seats, and then the, the next theater like same building, but the next oh, nice. actual theater over has the moving seats. I'm trying to get shot by the. Can you imagine shot. like? <laughs> <laughs> they have like electricity and shocks you or like whatever. <laughs> or, hey, that, they have an easy cop out in case someone actually gets electrocuted with their vehicles. They're gonna be right. like, oh, like no, no, we didn't shock. That was electro. Like, that was electro. We didn't was definitely in the movie. It wasn't us. No one was talking or about. Or like, or when uh, a Doc Ock like chokes Spider Man, like a tentacle comes out of nowhere and like chokes look, you. Look, <laughs> I'm trying to experience it all. I'm trying to be in it. Well, IMAX. Yeah, yeah, IMAX for sure. So I will definitely about to go see it. Um, about to head out of here and go see it right now. And um, make sure you guys check out Spider Man No Way Home in theaters this weekend. Um, I want to, you know, give a special shout out to Oscar Andrew for coming on the show. Um, th- thank you guys again. I really appreciate you guys. And let me know what you guys think about the movie afterwards. Oh, for sure. Minute after, thirty seconds after. I'm going to be in there. (laughs) All right. I'm excited. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Movie Beagle Podcast Show. Please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. You can also follow me on my Instagram page at the Movie Bugle and on my Twitter page at the Movie Bugle. And I'll see you here on Tuesday at 9 a.m. for another episode. Take care and have a good one.